When was the last time you had a dream written on paper and really believed in it? I'm Christina Carlson, founder of global Swedish design and stationery brand Kiki K and author of the book Your Dream Life Starts Here. I'm on a mission to start a global dream life movement. I've set myself a huge goal of inspiring 101 million people to dream big and make it happen. And I want to inspire you to be one of those 101 million dreamers. In this podcast series, we'll be going on a dreaming journey with some of the world's most inspiring and interesting people. Join us as they share their stories and the lessons they've learned along the way. We'll be talking to incredible people from all walks of life. The one thing they all have in common is they all started with a dream. Welcome to our Dream Life podcast and part two of our inspiring conversation with the incredible Dr. Terry Trent. In the very moving first part of our conversation, Terry shared her remarkable story. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back now and listen to that one first. It's truly inspiring. And in this episode, you'll hear more wisdom from this remarkable woman, which will bring many practical tips and learnings for you on topics like morning rituals, dealing with feeling overwhelmed, how you can build self-belief, how visualizing will help you achieve your dreams, and much, much more. Let's continue with her remarkable story now. Thank you so much for all your amazing stories. I'm going to change tactic a little bit now and talk a little bit about how you're living your life now. So uh, I know you talked about ritual. Have you got any more rituals you can share? Um, you know, have you got a morning ritual? I love my my morning rituals. I love to hear if you have any more to share with us um, for to our listeners to be inspired by. So um, my morning rituals, every morning when I wake up, um, usually I am I wake up very early in the morning. I uh, There's something in me that says early in the morning um, when everything else is so quiet, that's when the angels are also walking around. So I, I do what I call fierce writing. I just take my my pad and I just write. Whatever comes to my mind, uh, somehow it, it grounds me. So it's something that I do every morning. And when I don't do that, uh, somehow I uh, I would spend my day feeling uh, like I'm missing something. Um, mm. so it's one of those rituals that I do, uh, but also I, um, there are certain rituals that I do when I feel overwhelmed with stuff in general. Uh, I tend also to reflect back on the soul, what I call the soul wounds that I carry. Um, these are things, you know, I think that we all carry some emotional trauma in our life and it's important to also confront those. And I call those soul wounds. And I, 
I write down my sore wounds, uh, and I can do that maybe after every three months or so. And I also work with women, and I encourage them to write down their soul wounds, what really hurt them from their past. Is it coming back? And uh, when we confront those soul wounds and we write them down, I always put those soul wounds in a small pouch. And then I burn that pouch, Mm. telling the soul wounds that I know you come and you go. You come with fear, but for now, I have to burn you. And then I sit down and I create a different, what what I call in my mind, a different platform on which to move forward. So I write specific things that I want to see happening in my life. So those things, they would kind of ground me. Whenever fear comes, I know the fear is coming as part of the soul wounds, but I know I am in control. So those are the things that really ground me. I I, I do many, many rituals in my in my life i also do a lot of meditation uh i do visualization um when i have something that i i want to see happening i visualize it so can you please share with us how you used visualization in the past as one of your important rituals to help you chase and achieve your dreams uh, just to cut a long story short, I found myself at Oklahoma State University, but it had taken me a long time to get to Oklahoma because when I buried my dreams, my grandmother and my mother would always say, go to the place where you buried your dreams and visualize yourself achieving all those dreams. So I would go to that place and I would sit quietly, ground myself, and visualize myself or make a mental image of myself getting into an aeroplane that I had never seen in my life. The only aeroplane that I knew of was the helicopters that would pass through during the war. But I would think myself sitting into that helicopter as an aeroplane finding the right seat for myself and flying to a place with tall buildings that I had imagined in my own mind, that there will be tall buildings. And getting to that place where I would see the university with all the buildings and find myself carrying books, walking to those classrooms. And I would vision myself doing all those things. And I would also visualize myself getting that undergraduate, that master's, that PhD. And so I would spend most of my time 
doing that because my mother had also instilled in me that whatever is written down when it's grounded in your thought, it becomes a strong belief that you can feel and see its ages. You can feel the corners of your dreams. And when you then work hard, you can achieve your dreams. So those kinds of processes grounded me and they still do ground me today. It's not my circumstances. It's not where I was born. It's not my povertyness that's going to define who I am. But it's about how I visualize my life and how I work towards that life and how I ground in my own belief and believe that in believing that I am here for a purpose, I am here to break this vicious cycle of poverty. I am here never to pass the baton, but I am also here to make this, ne- this generation and the next generation a better generation to enjoy and thrive in a better world. Wow. So I guess I'm sharing this just to say, Rituals are part of our life and they should be part of our life because rituals, they ground us. Rituals, they take that space for us to enable us to build the faith we need. So we need rituals to really ground us and to remind us that there is power in the universe. We just have to believe. And I and I truly believe that. I I believe in my dreams and I but I, I also believe uh there is more power out there wanting us to be successful in life. The universe is always conniving for our success in this world. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that story. It's just so inspiring and it's so similar to um, what I do. I I write every morning and I also burn my pages um, to kind of get it out of my system. And and a lot of people ask me um, uh, how I didn't burn out when I was starting my business because I worked so much. And I really do believe that um, the reason why I didn't burn out was my my writing and my, um, my journaling in the morning because it really kept that work-life balance and I kind of got everything out of my, mm-hmm. my head on paper, which I think is so powerful. So I'd love to yeah. ask you now um, about how you um, get that work-life balance because I know you're an incredibly busy um, lady now and, of course, with your book and everything that you've done to, um, uh, around the world, you are in high demand. So how do you keep um, that work-life and life balance if you if you manage to have it? You know, um, I get I get that question all the time about how do you balance your work and um, the other things in your life, your family. I don't believe it's true that we can balance things. We are human beings. We just have to do the best that we can. Yeah. But I think the most important thing for me is the self-care. How do I make sure that I remain who I am and I'm taking care of myself? 
so I'll be able to do the work that I am doing. Um, sometimes, you know, I'm supposed to be calling a kid happy birthday and I forget. Uh, it's part of life. And, um, but I'll remember and go back and say, hey, Tembi, I'm so sorry. I wanted to call you yesterday, but I forgot and uh, I'm calling today. So life is not perfect because if we want to live a perfect life where everything is balanced to the T, then we live in frustration because we, we can't maintain that. Um, I always think that if you want to feel whole in your life, accept that some days it's okay to fail. Some days you can, you know, achieve what you want, but sometimes it doesn't work the way you want it to be. But at the core of it, you just have to believe that the effort that I am putting out into the world, somehow that effort, it will pay off. I believe that. Um, so I, I don't spend most of my time thinking about how do I balance my work life and my family. You know, I'm just saying it's what it is. I'll do the best that I can. I I will love fiercely uh, at what I do. I'll love my family. They understand uh, where I'm coming from and where I am going. Um, I'm a human being. I'm bound to make mistakes. Mm. I know in your book you're talking a lot um, about finding your great hunger. And for people who who don't know what that is and also how to find that, can you give us a little bit of advice how to find your hunger? So, uh, you know, I always talk about uh, there are two kinds of hungers in our lives. There is the small hunger, uh, the little hunger. The little hunger is all about immediate gratification. Uh, I want this now. Uh, but the great hunger, which is the other hunger, is hunger for meaning in our life. We all want to live a life with purpose. So how do we find that great hunger in our lives? By asking a simple question, what breaks my heart? Because it is in those moments of my brokenness I begin to feel a stirring in my heart mm -hmm. to right the wrongs of my past, the wrongs of my generations, to right the wrongs of my, my community, because it is what breaks my heart. Without something breaking my heart, it would be difficult for me to find my great hunger. And hence, my great hunger it moves me, it energizes me, it inspires me to see beyond the circumstances in which I was born, to see beyond the circumstances of the ugliness that is in front of me, and to see myself as a giant, 
as a champion, but also to realize that I am here on earth for a purpose and I have to fulfill that obligation. So without that which breaks my heart, I don't think I'll be doing the work that I am doing. And my mother realized that that which breaks my heart is part of my redemption and is part of my healing. What would you say to someone who feels they want something better from their life but don't have the deep hunger for anything in particular? Mm. You obviously had a very deep hunger, but not everyone that I meet have that deep hunger. So what would be your tip to, to find that? Just to ask themselves what breaks my heart. In this moment, if I close my mind, my eyes, and open them back, and close again and open my mind and ask what breaks my heart. Surely there is a yearning that takes place within you because you begin to see the things that break your heart and you begin to prioritize those things and come up with one. And as you nurture those things, as you begin to reflect more deeply on what breaks your heart, you are also finding your great hunger. Beautiful. Thank you. Can you share any quick stories about people you have personally um, have inspired to dream and to chase their dreams? I'm, I'm sure you have inspired so many people, but maybe you can think of one or two. Oh, I, you know, I have, I have so many, so many women. Every day I receive these uh, text messages and emails oh. from, from women who would say, you know, I heard you talk and you inspired me with um, the great hunger. And I have decided that in my life I also have dreams. So I am going back to school. I have a 60-year-old uh, woman who said, you know, she, she didn't finish school, but um, she heard about my story and uh, she has been following me and see the work that I do. And now she's back in school and she's doing her PhD and uh, many, many women, um, they feel inspired to change their own life and to change the lives of, of others. Um, for, for example, right now, I um, I talk about my sixty dream because I have women who are asking me, and even men who are asking me, uh, "What's your sixty dream?" And they get inspired, and I tell them that you know I'm I'm tired of um, burying my digging the 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 dirty ground and burying my my dreams. I I want to bury my dreams in the hearts of one million women so that. Each of these women can buy 10 copies of my Awakened uh, Woman book, one copy for themselves and nine other copies for women in their lives, women who might be silenced, yeah. women who might be changing the world. And uh, and so I have women now who are coming and 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 following this sixty dream and saying yes, we can do this together because uh, it's not about uh, me, but it's about saving the greater good. We want to create um, employment for other women who are not in positions as we are, so they are able to educate their own children. 
I know that burying your dreams was obviously such a strong strong symbolic thing for you. I know from your story how symbolically valuable it was for you when things were very tough to think back on those buried dreams. How important is it for people listening mm-hmm. um, now to create similar symbols of their dreams, like a piece of jewellery or a vision board or burying their dreams? Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, when I talk about the uh, burying deep down in the, so- in the soil or in the ground, it's because uh that's part of my 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 ritual there is a connection there is there is a connection between my dreams and the umbilical cord and i always encourage women to find something that they can connect to it's not it's not only about digging and burying, but you can also create your own vision boards. I do a vision board in my office. If you come, I have all kinds of things that I, I write down. I think it's important for women to do that, to be able to create the blueprint of the life that you want to see in the world, that you want to see in yourself. And um, writing down dreams, it's, I mean... Let's not underestimate it. I've seen it all the time. But it, it should also be grounded by visual, by, uh, by rituals. So you have to find your own rituals. Uh, early in the morning, if one of your rituals is to sit in a corner and do visualization, it's up to you. Or one of the uh, rituals is for you to uh, go to your vision board and think about your vision board and start making those strong mental images while you are closing your your eyes. You reflect on the vision board. You close your eyes. You walk through that vision board as though you are already there. You feel the place. You create the colors that are around you, the greens, the yellows. Whatever it is, you see yourself in that vision board already living that dream. Who else is also part of that dream? Because as women, I always believe women, we are healers by nature. We are the matriarchs. We are the wisdom whisperers. We don't only dream for ourselves, we dream for a better world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my dreams is to visit your schools and obviously another dream is to sell a million books so I can hand over a million dollars to you uh, for your schools, which which I will keep on my vision board until it's done. So very, very grateful to have um, mm. a, a dream that is also mm. for the betterment of other people and obviously um, inspiring people to, to dream mm. and write down their dreams. I'm so grateful. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. I think it's all because of that fifth dream. It's exploding in many ways that I never thought. And I don't think if I had not written down that fifty dream, I doubt very much I would have met you or I would even be talking to you right now. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I really think it makes a difference to surround myself with great people. Um, and I wonder um, who inspire you and who you surround yourself with. 
You know, I um, my mother would always remain my my heroine, my my hero. She inspired me in many ways. But I tell you this, I um, uh, when when I share my story and people say, "Oh my goodness, Terera, you must be a very lucky woman to have achieved all your dreams." And I am quick to remind my friends and all those who say that to say I I stand on the shoulders of giants hmm. and I stand on the shoulders of champions. I I believe in the collective of women because I have had so many women who looked right into my eyes who saw something that I wasn't seeing. And I have many women who, who create a platform for opportunity for me. Um, and I also want to do the same. And I strive to make sure that uh, women, they also stand on my shoulders as well. And I think it's important for women to be there for one another, to show up uh, despite the challenges that we have in our lives, just to be there and to be supportive of one another. Because uh, in many ways, women are silenced because of the silos that we create around ourselves. In the book, as you read, I talk about the importance of creating sawiras. These are friends for life. Surround yourself with people who give you energy and run away from toxic environment, um, drama, run away from drama, run away from people who take that energy from you and uh, make sure that you have friends who believe in your dreams and you also believe in their dreams as well. Yeah. We always have to remember that here on earth, especially as women, we are climbing an invisible ladder with its rungs. There are other women who are at the bottom of the rung trying to climb that ladder. And there are other women who are at the top but there is this, the invisible laws of this um, ladder that we have to abide to. For those who are at the top, to look deep into themselves and say, can I pull the other women up so they can join me at the top of the ladder? Mm. It's important for women because it's our collective, is the energy that we bring as women that will make us more successful. We can't have other women suffer when we can provide them with the resources and tools for them to excel as well. In, I have a chapter that I write about in my, in my community and pretty much the whole of uh, Southern Africa. When we meet, we sing, I see you, even with a stranger. That's the first thing, I see you. Mm. And the stranger responds, 
I am here. We need to validate each other, the presence of each other. But beyond that, we need also to be there for each other. Because when we think about it, we have about 62 million girls that are being denied the right to education. What Mm -hmm. about if we collectively come together as women and say no more to that? We have about 700 million women worldwide who had babies before they turned the age of 18, married or had babies before they turned the age of 18. And many of those women are silenced up to now. And many of those women, you find them as part of the Me Too movement because they are trying to fit in and they go to these corporations where they are sexually abused. Mm. As women, we can come together and recognize our sisters and be the healers to these women. And so that all of us, we can achieve our dreams, just like what you are doing yourself in asking women, in asking individuals, men and boys, girls, to write down their dreams. Because you realize their power to their awakening is in their ability to name their dreams and be able to live that dream. Mm. Because we are all born with dreams and we need others to help us to tap into those dreams. Wow, that is just incredible. I also um, really believe that regardless where you are, there is always someone behind that, um, that haven't started the journey that you've just been on. So regardless mm-hmm. where we are in life, young or old or educated or non-educated, there's always someone right behind you that, um, that might need some support. So that's really good for, for everyone to, to listen to. If you could back, go back in time and give yourself um, some advice as your younger self, what advice would you have given yourself? You know, I never, I never had a chance when I was young. <laughs> I never really had a chance. Yeah, uh, it seems like everything was against me. Um, so when I try to reflect what I could have done better, maybe I could have loved more. I could have um, listened to my grandmother more. I could have learned all here. Um, traditions more, maybe I could have done that. Yeah. Is there anything in life that you regret? Fortunately, I don't live a life of regret because if I do that, then I become a victim. Yeah. I I don't regret anything. I, uh, that's what it is. Um, why give myself pressure in this life? Um, could I have done other things better? Maybe, but um, it's what it is. I can't. I can't. I can't go back to it. Um, I have to forge ahead and uh, think about the future and think about how best we can live in a world of. Um, in a world where we educate more children, we empower more women, we create platforms for others to thrive, we 
uh, we educate our men, we empower our men so they have a moral obligation to make this world a better world as they join women and realize that uh, women also are smart and intelligent and also can contribute uh, their intelligence to the world for a better world. Well, wasn't that just amazing? What a story, and doesn't it contain so many practical insights into all things related to discovering and chasing your dreams? I just loved that at the very core of Terrorized Story is the theme that no matter where you start from in life, you really can achieve what you dream. And knowing that her life was so profoundly influenced by a total stranger inspiring her and giving her the permission to dream of what she wanted from her life is a message so full of hope for me as I set out to achieve my own crazy big dream to inspire 101 million people the world over, just like you, to write three carefully considered dreams down on paper and start chasing them. Just imagine how taking a little time out to dream big for yourself could profoundly change your future too. I also loved hearing so many practical tips on things like work-life balance, how to use visualization, how to find your great hunger and her experience of how powerful it is to have dreams written down on paper. A power I have experienced myself, written about in my book and something I would love you to experience the power of too. Terrorized Story truly makes me feel that anything is possible. I am so inspired and I hope you got as much out of listening to the two parts of her story as I did. The power of dreaming is something I believe so strongly in and have focused on in depth in my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here. So if you haven't got a copy yet, I encourage you to do so. And also the Dream Life Journal that I have created to go with it as a place to write up all of the exercises. It's well worth reading and exploring for yourself to help you create your dream life, whatever that means to you. As mentioned during this two-part episode with Terrorai, her amazing story and work moved and inspired me so much that I will be donating $1 from each sale of every copy of my book to Terrorize Foundation. It is my dream to be able to help Terrorai build on the generous support she received from Oprah by selling 1 million copies of my book and donating $1 million to her foundation. So we can help support her dream of providing greater access to quality education for children. If you love this episode and found it useful, please help us spread this inspiring message to even more people by posting about it on social media with the hashtag 101millionDreamers. You can also leave us a review to help us inspire even more people. And I would really appreciate your support with my big crazy dream to inspire 101 million people to write down three dreams on paper and go and chase them. One way to help with this and create something remarkable for yourself at the same time is to check out my 101 dreams audio guide at kiki-k.com forward slash dream life. It's a really powerful and free step-by-step exercise to help you tap into your heart and discover and write down a long list of dreams you may not even know you had. I have helped thousands of people around the world with this exercise and I think you'll find it really inspiring and a wonderful use of your time. Finally, I'm so excited to announce our upcoming Dream Life Masterclasses in Melbourne and Sydney in late October. 
Join me live with Dr. Terai Trent, as well as the remarkable Olympic gold medalist, Alyssa Camplin-Warner in Sydney, and leading nutritional biochemist and seven-time number one best-selling author, Dr. Libby Weaver in Melbourne. It's set to be a magical three-hour event where we will share much of what we learned about chasing and achieving dreams. Find out how to get your tickets by the show notes, as I would love to see you there. Until next time, chase your dreams and dream big.